Friends, listeners, hello. Welcome to the Voice of Love broadcast, where we can experience God's love and start on a new journey. I am your host, Catherine Mills. Today, we'll be sharing with you some recitations of God's words. This program will air at the same time every week. If you'd like to enjoy more inspirational programming, please check out the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org. God is doing work throughout the universe. Thunderous noises in the east do not relent. Shaking all denominations and all sects. It's God's voice that brought all to the present. It's His voice that will have all conquered. They fall in this stream and submit to Him. God has long ago reclaimed glory from the earth and from the has reissued it who doesn't long to see the glory of God who doesn't await his return with eagerness who doesn't thirst for him to reappear who doesn't miss his love not come toward the light who wouldn't see the wealth of Canaan who doesn't long for the Redeemer's return who doesn't admire the one with omnipotence God's voice must spread all the land to his chosen people he has more words to speak like a mighty thunder shaking mountains and rivers he speaks to all the universe and all mankind hence God's words become man's treasure Words are dearly loved by all. Lightning flashes straight from east to west. God's words make people loath to give them up. God's words are unfathomable yet bring joy. All men rejoice. And celebrate God coming just like a newborn baby. God's voice attracts people before Him. God formally enters among men henceforth. All men come to worship Him because of this. 
you to the glory and the words that God gives forth all come before God and see lightning from thee The Savior has already returned upon a white cloud. For several thousand years, man has longed to be able to witness the arrival of the Savior. Man has longed to behold Jesus the Savior on a white cloud as he descends in person among those who have pined and yearned for him for thousands of years. Man has longed for the Savior to return and be reunited with the people, that is, for Jesus the Savior to come back to the people from whom he has been apart for thousands of years. And man hopes that he will once again carry out the work of redemption that he did among the Jews will be compassionate and loving toward man, will forgive the sins of man, bear the sins of man, and even bear all of man's transgressions and deliver man from sin. They long for Jesus the Savior to be the same as before, a Savior who is lovable, amiable, and venerable, who is never wrathful toward man and who never reproaches man. This Savior forgives and bears all of man's sins and even dies upon the cross for man once more. 
Since Jesus departed, the disciples who followed him and all of the saints who were saved thanks to his name have been desperately pining for him and awaiting him. All those who were saved by the grace of Jesus Christ during the age of grace have been longing for that joyful day during the last days when Jesus the Savior arrives on a white cloud and appears among men. Of course, this is also the collective wish of all those who accept the name of Jesus the Savior today. Throughout the universe, all those who know of the salvation of Jesus the Savior have been desperately yearning for the sudden arrival of Jesus Christ to fulfill the words of Jesus when on earth, I shall arrive just as I departed. Man believes that following the crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus went back to heaven upon a white cloud and took his place at the Most High's right hand. Similarly, man conceives that Jesus shall descend again upon a white cloud. This cloud refers to the cloud that Jesus rode upon when he returned to heaven. Among those who have desperately yearned for him for thousands of years, and that he shall bear the image and clothes of the Jews. After appearing to man, he shall bestow food upon them and cause living water to gush forth for them and shall live among man, full of grace and love, living and real, and so on. Yet Jesus the Savior did not do this. He did the opposite of what man conceived. He did not arrive among those who had yearned for his return and did not appear to all men while riding upon the white cloud. He has already arrived, but man does not know him and remains ignorant of his arrival. Man is only aimlessly awaiting him, unaware that he has already descended upon a white cloud the cloud which is his spirit, his words, and his entire disposition and all that he is, and is now among a group of overcomers that he will make during the last days. Man does not know this, although the Holy Savior Jesus is full of affection and love toward man. How could he work in temples inhabited by filth and impure spirits. Though man has been awaiting his arrival, how could he appear to those who eat the flesh of the unrighteous, drink the blood of the unrighteous, wear the clothes of the unrighteous, who believe in him but do not know him, and who constantly extort him? Man knows only that Jesus the Savior is full of love and compassion, and is the sin offering filled with redemption. But man has no idea that he is also God himself, who is brimming with righteousness, majesty, wrath, and judgment, and possessed of authority and full of dignity. 
And so, even though man eagerly yearns for and craves the return of the Redeemer, and even heaven is moved by the prayers of man, Jesus the Savior does not appear to those who believe in him, but do not know him. Jehovah is the name that I took during my work in Israel, and it means the God of the Israelites, God's chosen people, who can take pity on man, curse man, and guide the life of man. It means the God who possesses great power and is full of wisdom. Jesus is Emmanuel, and it means the sin offering that is full of love, full of compassion, and redeems man. He did the work of the Age of Grace and represents the Age of Grace and can only represent one part of the management plan. That is to say, only Jehovah is the God of the chosen people of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, and the God of all the people of Israel. And so, in the current age, all the Israelites, apart from the tribe of Judah, worship Jehovah. They make sacrifices to him on the altar and serve him wearing priests' robes in the temple. What they hope for is the reappearance of Jehovah. Only Jesus is the Redeemer of mankind. He is the sin offering that redeemed mankind from sin. Which is to say, the name of Jesus came from the age of grace and existed because of the work of redemption in the age of grace. The name of Jesus existed to allow the people of the age of grace to be reborn and saved and is a particular name for the redemption of the whole of mankind. And so the name Jesus represents the work of redemption and denotes the age of grace. The name Jehovah is a particular name for the people of Israel who lived under the law. In each age and each stage of work, my name is not baseless but holds representative significance. Each name represents one age. Jehovah represents the age of law and is the honorific for the God worshipped by the people of Israel. Jesus represents the age of grace and is the name of the God of all those who were redeemed during the age of grace. If man still longs for the arrival of Jesus the Savior during the last days and still expects him to arrive in the image he bore in Judea, then the entire 6,000-year management plan would stop in the age of redemption and would be incapable of progressing any further. The last days, furthermore, would never arrive and the age would never be brought to an end. That is because Jesus the Savior is only for the redemption and salvation of mankind.
I took the name of Jesus for the sake of all the sinners in the age of grace. And it is not the name by which I shall bring the whole of mankind to an end. Although Jehovah, Jesus, and the Messiah all represent my spirit. These names only denote the different ages in my management plan and do not represent me in my entirety. The names by which people on earth call me cannot articulate my entire disposition and all that I am. They are merely different names by which I am called during different ages. And so, when the final age, the age of the last days, arrives, my name shall change again. I shall not be called Jehovah or Jesus, much less the Messiah, but shall be called the powerful Almighty God Himself. And under this name, I shall bring the entire age to an end. I was once known as Jehovah. I was also called the Messiah, and people once called me Jesus the Savior because they loved and respected me. But today, I am not the Jehovah or Jesus that people knew in times past. I am the God who has returned in the last days, the God who shall bring the age to an end. I am the God himself that rises up at the ends of the earth, replete with my entire disposition and full of authority, honor, and glory. People have never engaged with me, have never known me, and have always been ignorant of my disposition. From the creation of the world until today, not one person has seen me. This is the God who appears to man during the last days, but is hidden among men. He resides among man, true and real, like the burning sun and the flaming fire, filled with power and brimming with authority. There is not a single person or thing that shall not be judged by my words, and not a single person or thing that shall not be purified through the burning of fire. Eventually, all nations shall be blessed because of my words, and also smashed to pieces because of my words. In this way, all people during the last days shall see that I am the Savior returned. I am the Almighty God that conquers all of mankind. And I was once the sin offering for man, but in the last days, I also become the flames of the sun that burn all things, as well as the sun of righteousness that reveals all things. Such is my work of the last days. I took this name and am possessed of this disposition so that all people may see that I am a righteous God and am the burning sun and the flaming fire. It is so that all may worship me, the only true God.
and so that they may see my true face. I am not only the God of the Israelites, and am not just the Redeemer. I am the God of all creatures throughout heavens and earth and seas. When the Savior arrives during the last days, if he were still called Jesus and were once again born in Judea and did his work in Judea, then this would prove that I only created the people of Israel and only redeemed the people of Israel and that I have nothing to do with the Gentiles. Would this not contradict my words that I am the Lord who created the heavens and earth and all things? I left Judea and do my work among the Gentiles because I am not merely the God of the people of Israel, but the God of all creatures. I appear among the Gentiles during the last days because I am not only Jehovah, the God of the people of Israel, but moreover, because I am the creator of all my chosen ones among the Gentiles. I not only created Israel, Egypt, and Lebanon, but also created all the Gentile nations beyond Israel. And because of this, I am the Lord of all creatures. I merely used Israel as the starting point for my work, employed Judea and Galilee as the strongholds of my work of redemption, and used the Gentile nations as the base from which I will bring the entire age to an end. I did two stages of work in Israel, the two stages of the work of the age of law and the age of grace. And I have been carrying out two further stages of work, the age of grace and the age of kingdom throughout the lands beyond Israel. Among the Gentile nations, I will do the work of conquering and so conclude the age. If man always calls me Jesus Christ, but does not know that I have begun a new age during the last days and have embarked upon new work, and if man always obsessively awaits the arrival of Jesus the Savior, then I shall call people such as this the ones who do not believe in me. They are people who do not know me, and their belief in me is a sham. Could such people witness the arrival of Jesus the Savior from heaven? What they await is not my arrival, but the arrival of the King of the Jews. They do not yearn for my annihilation of this impure old world, but instead long for the second coming of Jesus, whereupon they will be redeemed. They look forward to Jesus once more redeeming all of mankind from this defiled and unrighteous land. How can such people become those who complete my work during the last days? The desires of man are incapable of achieving my wishes or accomplishing my work, 
for man merely admires or cherishes the work that I have done before and has no idea that I am the God himself who is always new and never old. Man only knows that I am Jehovah and Jesus and has no inkling that I am the last, the one who shall bring mankind to an end. All that man yearns for and knows is of his own conception and is merely that which he can see with his own eyes. It is not in line with the work I do, but in disharmony with it. If my work were conducted according to the ideas of man, then when would it end? When would mankind enter rest? And how would I be able to enter the seventh day, the Sabbath? I work according to my plan, according to my aim, and not according to the intention of man. Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. You are currently listening to The Voice of Love broadcast, and there is the truth you wish to seek and the sweet spring of life that you need. God's words irrigate your dry and thirsting heart and guide you on the road ahead. If you'd like to enjoy even more music videos, recitations of God's words, choral works, musicals, stage plays, and gospel films, please visit the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org or call our Gospel Hotline at 1-347-422-1980. Please continue listening to our program. In each stage of God's work, there's a basis for His name. It holds special meaning. Each name stands for one age. God's name's
Well, friends, that's it for our program today. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to enjoy even more music videos, recitations of God's words, choral works, musicals, stage plays, and gospel films, please visit the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org. You can also email us at info at almightygod.church or call our gospel hotline at 1-347-422-1980. May God bless us. See you next time.